0: for those who join us live right where you are and those who are joining us here in this house of worship where we come to worship our resurrected living God. And we enjoin you to join us in worship a little something like this. We want to tell you that Jesus in me, Lord,
1: the Jesus in you, the Jesus in me, Lord, Jesus in you, Lord,
0: Go ahead
1: and welcome somebody to the house of God. i What <laughs> are Gracias. Bye.
2: Morning, church. We thank God for another day. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is none like you, Lord. Lord, we just come thank you this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for touching us and awakening us this morning, Lord, in our right minds, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you for allowing us to meet in the sanctuary one more time, Heavenly Father. Father, surely you have been gracious, you have been merciful, you have been kind. Heavenly Father, you have been faithful. Heavenly Father, you have been good to us. Heavenly Father, we want to come and thank you, Heavenly Father, for that, Heavenly Father. Father, you know what's going on in each and every one of our lives, Lord. You know what we need, you know what we want, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask you to please give ear to our cries, Heavenly Father. Father, look on all our sick and our shudder. touch them right now in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Ease their minds, their bodies, and their spirits, Heavenly Father. Father, we invite you into this place right now, Heavenly Father. Help us to concentrate on you right now and forget about ourselves, Father. But we have come to worship you in this sanctuary. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen, church. The scripture reading will come from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 4. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter 4. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. We're going to start at verse 14. Uh-huh. If you're able to stand for of God's word, you may do so. Luke 4 and 14.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: And it reads, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly, regularly, In their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives. Will be released, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free. At that the time of the Lord's favor, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Our eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be, they asked, isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. Amen. Amen.
1: We believe in God the Father, we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit, for He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and he shall make back another heavens. We believe. So let your faith be more. Is in our life. We believe in We believe We believe in the We believe, in God the we believe, God that we believe, Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion,
2: we believe in the offer of death. We believe in the
1: resurrection, and in children that come and stand away.
0: Amen. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit word reminds that he's coming back again. Let us turn to awesome God Father, we just thank you uh, for who you are, and Lord, we are desperate to hear a word from you because of who you are, Uh, for your word is true, Uh, your word is love, your word is power, and may it convict and change our hearts that we will walk according to your will. Uh, Speak, Lord, your servants are listening, may we have your word hidden in our hearts, that we might not sin against you, and that Lord, that we might see Jesus and honor Him and walk after Him and serve Him, in Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to lift up again uh, from the Gospel according to Luke, fourth chapter. I'm going to highlight uh, verses 20 to 22 uh, in this text. I'm going to Exegy preached from uh, verses 14 to verse 30 of this Luke uh, gospel of the fourth chapter, but I want to lift up as we want to talk about today uh, how we want to know God and know who you are. I want to encourage you to know that God loves you and his love towards you is expressed how he has a specific plan for you, and the specific plan that he has provided for you can it may be contrary to it, how other people see how you ought to live, but that's why we don't look to them for direction, but we look to God to be our director, to be our guide, to be our lead so he may guide our feet to where he wants us to be. Though it may be some hardships, there may be some trials, or some tribulations, there may be some snares, but if we know God's leading us, we're going to reach our destination. And so we're going to look at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he's beginning his public ministry. And we're going to look how they saw him and how he sees himself. Uh, Luke, fourth chapter, looking at uh, verses 20, uh, verses 22, the word, the gospel says, He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be? They asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Mm. How do you see yourself? is also based on how you see God. The image of God will impact how you view yourself. How do you oftentimes imagine your heroes and those who you celebrate is also a reflection on how you see yourself. But then you might have a low view of yourself because it has been corrupted by propaganda. Propaganda, we know, is information especially of a bias or misleading nature used to promote or to publicize a particular political cause or point of view. Negative imagery, negative words can promote an, an acceptance that this is who you are and it becomes a normal act of behavior that even if you self-hate yourself is it, accepted because it lines up with the popular opinion. But I want to encourage you how God's love can overcome such hatred. Love defeats this negative imagery. The love that God has for you provides a better image of who you are and who you can be and who you called you to be through Christ. And we can have this great power amongst us through the power of the Holy Spirit which will empower us to overcome the obstacles and the snares and the adversity that is before us. Look in our text in the 14th verse and notice it says that when then Jesus returned to Galilee, that he he came in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was not walking on his own. He was not walking by himself, but yet is showing us how we too can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is very important because this was taken up after he was baptized by John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit that ascended upon him, and he went out into the wilderness where he faced high 40 days of trials and, and, and tests by the enemy. He came out victorious, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to begin his ministry. God will show you how great you are in serving him. Jesus' faithfulness has made his name Great. look closely there in the text. It says, reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in the synagogues and was praised by everyone. It wasn't because he was entertaining them. He wasn't doing what was popular. He wasn't trying to fit in. He was just simply doing what God called him to do. And people says, look at what he is doing. I encourage you that you don't have to do what everybody else is doing to be great. Just be who God made you to be because there's only one you. You can duplicate, you can model, you can replicate everybody else, but you can't replicate yourself because there's only one you. Jesus of Nazareth was famous for his work for the kingdom of God. He was obedient to this call and he stayed faithful to this goal. Look what it says, that regularly he went in and teach. That means he had a schedule. That means he had a mode of operation. They understood that this man stayed on his grind. He came to minister to the poor and set the captives free to teach the gospel and to heal the weak and the oppressed. He is about his father's business. But yet, if you don't know who you are, it's hard for you to know what to do. But look what he says, verse 15. Regularly he taught in the synagogue. And every time he did what God called him to do, he was prayed. God will make you great if you can be obedient to his will. Greatness does not matter what the people say, but greatness is great in God's eyes. For the last shall be first and the first shall be last. God will reward us by our obedience more than he will reward us for us trying to show out how great we are when we can humble ourselves and show how great he is. Psalm 34.1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will continually speak his praises, meaning that it's not about me, but it's about him. How I can give him glory and give him honor from the benefits and the blessings that I'm experiencing in my life to help somebody else know that it's not because of what I have done. But what he is doing in my life. One way for us to know what God wants us to do, we gotta spend some time in his word. This is very encouraging to see the living word spending time in the word. (laughs) God himself, he knows his word, shows us that we need to spend some time with his word. It says regularly he came in and spoke and taught and preached in the synagogue. Regularly we should be found spending time in God's word. We need to be in his word so that we might know his word, have knowledge of his word, so we can have his word hidden in our heart that we might not sin against him. we got to study to show ourselves approved. We need to be in our collective Sunday schools and Bible studies and Bible study groups, our time of worship and time of prayer, when there's times that's been provided that we can come together with the saints, that we can be there to worship our God and see the power of God move as we serve. Surrender to his will. There's power when we come and study in God's word and we open up our hearts to be ready for him to convict us, to change us, and move in us. But yet one thing I'm going to highlight is that in even living out God's will, uh, it will not stop people from doubting. Look how the context of this verse. He's, Jesus goes back home. And, and in going back home, his hometown of Nazareth, uh, this gospel writer points out that Jesus is giving you the announcement of his ministry by reading from the the scroll of Isaiah. The gospel writer puts it down in verse 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released that the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. Jesus, the living word is letting us know that liberty is at hand because your liberator is here. I'm here to let you know that all that has been troubling you can cease to be because I am here. Now, If we were Bible scholars as they are then, we would understand that Isaiah 61 comes after Isaiah 53. That I understand that after the suffering servant has suffered and brought my redemption, that here he is giving me my liberty. So they understand that this is the call and the fulfillment of the one that came to die for us, the one that came to give us liberty, the one that is the prince of peace, the one that is a mighty counselor, the one that is born of the virgin. This is the fulfillment of this prophecy. And here it is. He's sitting there in their presence letting them know. You are seeing God move in this space right now. He says at the time of the Lord's favor has come, it could not be more true than at that moment and at that time in history that Jesus showed up beginning his public ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus reading the servant songs a part of the worship and teaching introduces the people the purpose of the Son of God. But yet, Are they going to accept him for who he is, or are they going to accept him for what they already know about him? (laughs) Since Jesus has come, they recognize him not as the son of God, but the son of Joseph. They did not see him for who he is, telling them who he is. They're seeing him what their own eyes can see. We have to be open to understand that sometimes even when we change, we can't change people. It's hard to know that some people want to be changed when they've been comfortable being how they've been for so long. They've been acquainted with this society and the normalcy for so long that it does not come surprising to them when things that seem horrific and seem bad, they'd be like, it's powerful for the course. We're living a time now. That is, tragically, we can turn on the TV and we can see hatred being spewed and people telling you who you are and who you are not. It's a sad thing, as the saying goes, call you every name but a child of God. It's a sad thing that when we are trying to tell people who we are, they're going to say, well, I don't want to hear about it. But yet, when you know who you are, you will stand on your own two feet and proclaim truth and know how the truth will set you free. One thing that we find out is that people and popularity and seasons change, but God does not change. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You don't have to worry about how they're going to change when you can continue to speak the truth that Jesus still is king. Jesus did die, and he is alive, and because he lives, I'm trusting in him. And because I'm trusting him because I know what he came to do. He came so that the good news will be spread to the poor, that the captors will be set free. He came to give sight to the blind and, and give liberty to the oppressed and bless us with his favor. Here's one thing to encourage you, beloved, knowing that you are made in God's image. Knowing that you are made in God's image, you are good. You may not look like the models on a magazine cover or somebody's social media post, but you are good. You may not have a modeling contract and be posted on billboards and magazines, stuff, anywhere else like that, but you are good. The beautiful thing is that everybody wants to look like somebody else, but God made you to be yourself. That saying is so true that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I'm grateful that the one I count on beauty is on God's eye. (laughs) And behold, when God looks down on you, he says he loves you. And because he loves you, look what he will give to you. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. If God would not withhold his only son, what else will he not withhold from you? I would say a few more witnesses to understand. Because he loves me, I can keep on pushing on. I don't need to hear the negativity when somebody's going to tell me about, isn't this Joseph's son? <laughs> Notice how, even times here, they have people speaking well, but some saying, well, like, nah, he ain't all that. Look close again at verse 22. Everyone spoke well of him, and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be? They asked, isn't this Joseph's son? We deal in a time that when oftentimes people give us compliments. We, we feel so ashamed of the confidence, we gotta point out how bad it is. A parent can be talking to a teacher, teacher telling the parent how great that child is behaving in school, and the child, the teacher is telling us this child is great, this child is great, he's doing well, but the parent is feeling a little bit shy of saying, oh, but he's a mess at home. What's that got to do with the child being great at school? But sometimes we are not used to hearing praise about ourselves. We gotta find a way to knock ourselves down. But, but that, that, that's not our fault. We have been conditioned because we've been told you've been bad, so I gotta hear something bad about myself. If I, if I've been told all my life that I'm bad, I'm this, I'm that, then it's gonna be easy for me to accept the negativity, but when I hear the positive, it's still strange. It feels uncomfortable. It doesn't feel well. And how dare I talk about this? But when I know who God made me to be, then I can stand up and say, yeah, my child is good. God is good. My child's been great. And we thank God for what he is. And it's talking about all the good things that our child is doing. We can talk about the child at home when we get home and say, hey, baby, we need to do better. <laughs> but we don't need to always have to be willing to publicly deny the greatness of ourselves when we know that we've been made for greatness. Sometimes in life we are dealing with so many children that have so much hatred in them that they don't see the greatness in them. And we got to go and tell them, I see greatness in you. Let's not talk about the negativity. Yes, you can spend all day talking about how they dress and how they talk, but let's talk about what they don't see. Let's talk about say, I see you being this, I see you doing this, I see greatness in you, and you and you just step into your purpose, step into what God has made you to be, and you will see that you are good because God made you good. Mark's account highlights how they did not see Jesus as the son of God, but as the carpenter's son. Uh, this is also in the synoptic gospels. Mark's chapter uh, 6, verse 3 says, Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter's, the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. One thing how Mark highlights, he's pointing out like, not only is he a carpenter, notice here that Jesus has the profession of his daddy, but he also said that we know his brothers and sisters in them. <laughs> They're nobody special, right? So you can see them again putting them down like, how dare y'all act like he's better than us when he's from our place? <laughs> There's nothing special about Nazareth. matter of fact, one of his own disciples, when he was called, says, can anything good come from Nazareth? He was looking down upon him. Sometimes we are ashamed that we don't want to tell people where we come from because of our shame, because of our guilt. Uh, Oh, I want to change my family. I want to introduce you to my mommy and my daddy because I don't want you to know where I came from. But here it is. Jesus is from Nazareth. (laughs) Jesus is great and something good did come from Nazareth. Matthew gospel also in the synapse says he's just a carpenter's son and we know Mary, his mother and his brother James, Joseph and Simon and Judas. People may doubt you because of what they know about you, but they don't know what God knows. I encourage you to understand that God has a greater plan for us. People have limited plans for us because they can only see what they can see, but God can see what nobody else can see. And, and here's the other thing that God can speak things into existence. <laughs> so it has not been done because God has not used you yet. I, I was a few more witnesses. Sometimes we get caught up, oh, it can't be done, right? Because God's waiting on you. Mm. Jesus' power and evidence was before them. But they were like doubting it because they couldn't believe someone that came from their area, that came from their neighborhood, could be somebody great. So how can they be great? Let us knock them down so we can be like them. But We know what we say about selfish in the bucket, right? How we can pull ourselves down and we all die together. But Jesus is living out this gospel life. God has called us to do greater things. Know who you are in God. Jesus understood they were going to reject them. And then, because he understood, he was able to let them know to their face. He spoke power to their face, let them know, okay, y- 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 y'all say how y'all feel, let me tell you what's really going to happen. I'm not scared of y'all. Look at verse 23. Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician heal yourself. Meaning, do miracles here in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years. And a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner or widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman of Syria. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. Jesus embraced his call, knowing he's going to face adversity, knowing he's going to face rejection from his own people. He was willing to let them know that this is going to happen. Here's here's what he's highlighting here when he says, Physician, heal yourself. He understood how he was going to die because when he was on the cross, that's what they said to him. You heal everybody else. Once you heal yourself, once you come on down from the he understood I'm going to die for you. And you don't understand what I am doing. And that's okay. but I am going to do it anyway. And they wanted to kill him. Y'all see that there, right? They, they wanted to stone him and push him off the cliff and drop stones on. That's what they wanted. That's why they got him off to the cliff, because they don't want to carry the dead body out of town. They're like, we're going to get him here. We're going to throw him off and drop him off. But yet it's said that he's going to pass through the crap. This also shows to us that even when we might have obstacles before us, we have adversity before us, God can even guide us through that. How could he walk through unharmed? How could he walk through this crowd that wanted to put harm on his body, on this person, and he just walks on by? This reminds me of, we know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they can walk in the fire. Daniel can walk in a lion's den. The children of Israel walk on dry land through the Red Sea. We can see how God can bless us and help us when we are doing his will. It's not going to be without hearts. It's not going to be without pain. Yes, there's going to be people that's going to talk about you, tell you what you can't do, tell you how you should get it done, tell you how bad you are. But yet here's the thing that they don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. There's no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. And so if you've been born again, you've been washed by the blood of the lamb, Jesus is writing your story. And the beautiful thing about him writing your story, he doesn't need somebody else editing the story because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And since he is, you are still alive, he is still writing and you want a better chapter where well, you better submit to Jesus. And say, Lord, I'm trusting in you to guide me where you want me to be. I understand there's going to be some trials and tribulations. That's why you go to the movies and that's why you read books. Because there's always some conflict somewhere in the story. And you say, I hope, how they are going to make it out, right? You have an expectation that they're going to make it out. It's only in the tragedies, right? You get upset. Oh, how they died? <laughs> but here I going to tell you no, that God does not write a tragedy. <laughs> because the tragedy was already done that we wouldn't have to face it. The tragedy that the Son of God died for us, but the victory is that we have victory through Jesus. So I want to encourage you to know that God knows who you are, but do you know who you are in God? Do you know that you are his child? Do you know that you are his beloved? And then if you feel oppressed, do you know he came to set you free? <laughs> you, if you feel blind, do you know he came to give you sight? Who the Son says free is free indeed. He is coming. And when it says he to give the sight to the blind, it's basically saying he came to heal those things that they thought was incurable. There's people telling you that you can't do something because they have not seen it done. They have not seen people have sight restored to them that were born blind. That's why they were shouting, how in the world did he do this? I want to encourage you. Don't let somebody look at you and be able to condemn you and judge you and make you feel bad about yourself because how they see you. Don't let their vision of you cloud you, your brain, your mind, and have you thinking so less of yourself that you don't see how great you are. God has made you for great work. Jesus is showing us how he walked and lived even in the midst of his own friends and family doubting him, how to stay on God's plan. I want to encourage you to stay on God's plan. Even if they get you up on a hill and you feel like they're about to push you up, you know, and you feel that you're close to the edge, I want you to know that God can make a way out of nowhere. That you can just walk and trust in him, so Lord, guide my feet. We, we sing in the Negro, Nassau Anthem, Stony, the road we try. Bitter is the chastening rod. But yet, it says that we keep on pressing on. Because we know that there's been somebody that laid the foundation before us. I'm gonna encourage you that God made you in His image. Go back and read Genesis. Read it over again. Verse one, uh, chapter one, verse 26 to 27. And it says, God said, let us make man and all And He made them male and female. You are beautiful. You are a wonderful creation of God. And we are made in different shapes and different sizes, but yet we have his image, and here's a beautiful thing, now who call on Jesus, you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice the text began, Jesus walked, in the power of the Spirit. That means that Lord, I can't make it on my own, but I can stand in your power and in your might, that I can withstand the wicked schemes of the enemy, knowing that God is going to be with us, and who can dare be against us. Knowing that God has shown us who we are in him. And here's a beautiful thing. God's not done yet. John, uh, the letter of John, the first John letter of John, chapter three, verse two says, Dear friends, we are already God's children. but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. For we will see him as he really is. So while we're walking this earthly journey, still living in this world that's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Knowing that God is constantly changing us, renewing us, and transforming us. As we constantly daily want to be, be born again and be renewed and be revived, like we first believe in trusting God and guide and direct and confessing our sins and repenting one to another and saying, Lord, here I am. Have thine own way. Change me and make me over. And then I know God for who you are. I know who I am here to serve. I'm here to love. I'm here to care. Be kind and be a change agent in this community. And it starts with us. We don't need to look out somebody else to make a change when we can make that change. And say, Lord, here I am. Have thine own way. And I don't know what we're going to be like, but we're going to be like him. And there'll be no more pain. There'll be no more death. But until that time, we're going to go through some trials and some tribulations. But yet, as long as God's with us, no weapon. For and against me, so prosper. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Stand in the power of God's mind and put on the whole armor of God. And notice that God will guide us and direct us and keep us through the power of His Holy Spirit. So don't give up. Don't give in. But surrender unto God and say, Lord, here I am. And may you see the power in you and be great. And be the, the great person he's made you to be. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you. Because you have created us for good things and great things. And may, Lord, may we continue to study your word and, and be uh, awakened and revived to who you called us to be. Help us, oh God, to de- debunk and combat the negativities and the stigmas and the stereotypes. And help us to know how great we are in your presence. That, Lord, we are... We are Deserving of love because you love us and you show us what love is. And the Lord, there might be someone here who does not know what love is. Lord, I pray that they heard today how much you love them. And Lord, that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins and they gave their life to you. We thank you, Lord, for all who call on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. And the Father, I pray you'll guide them to a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church where they can... Celebrate the communion of the saints and celebrate the the blessing of baptism and know how to walk in fellowship with you, with the body of Christ. Then, Lord, we pray, Lord, as we are struggling each and every day on this journey, that we continue to trust you. Uh, We surrender to you and believe in you, O God. Help us, Lord, to know you better. Help us, Lord, to know more of you and live more for you. Help us, O God, to be stronger today than we were the days before. Help us each day, God, to grow. Uh, in your knowledge and in your wisdom and your love and your grace and in your mercy in Jesus Christ name, Lord we pray amen amen, amen. amen. As, we, as we continue to worship our God we pray to give God His ties and our offering but also if you're there online or here in the church as well too if you look interested in knowing no know more about our God you're welcome to connect with us through our website ww.zionbcfioria.com I'm um, also if you're here present Stay afterwards if we have to meet with you and to share with you how you, too, could join in this place and this fellowship. And now also online, you can give your tithes and your offerings. We prepare to give God his tithes and our offering. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you, Lord, for how you blessed us and prospered. So we give back to you what already belongs to you. And Father, we have asked you to bless those who have desired to give, but yet have not. We thank you, Lord, that you provide their every need. And so, Lord, we ask you to bless them and increase them as you multiply us in this place. Now, Father, we ask that if you give forth these gifts, may you bless and increase and multiply them for the building of your kingdom, evangelizing the lost and equipping the saints for the work of your ministry. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Father, the instruction of the ushers and those online, thank you so much for joining us this time of worship. God bless you. May he keep you until we meet again.